Friday, St. Louis. And welcome back to St. Louis Live. Aren't you glad you've tuned in? Oh. Uh, uh, boo. Uh. <laughs> yeah, don't cut out the, the war on drugs, but uh, that was a, I, I heard the, the comedic drum snap there. St. Louis Live, Chris Denman, Travis Terrell, Mike Gaines. Producer and co-host, Big Baller Brand. <laughs> Working on that representative. If you missed the first hour, we'll have the uh, podcast up shortly. I will say this. If if somehow LeVar Ball does indeed like call you out and, and you are interviewed like by local news or even national news, and under the marquee, your name is Michael Gaines, co-host of St. Louis Live, I am going to burn your house down. <laughs> With, it'll be co-host of We Are Live with Chris Demme. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. I can see you going on Scott Ben Pelt. So you have this great morning show, St. Louis Live Gains. Mother. We'll have our good friend Doyle Murphy join us here in just a moment. He's going to come in. He works, of course, writes for the Riverfront Times. Strong newspaper, Chris. And it's a very interesting story. Uh, about a rural Missouri sheriff who um, who ran for the position and promised to clean up the streets of his town. Uh, and he did just that. He cleaned up the streets. Uh, but then he kind of got a, a little bit overzealous to the point where now he's being charged with prison time. Barnhart Brawler chastising me for the segment one not being up yet. That will happen <laughs> shortly. What an elite. Uh, yeah, that's right. And, and we're going to be joined here in just a second. He's getting settled in. You can follow Doyle online at Doyle Murphy on Twitter. Friend of the show and a fellow tall person. That's why I've respected his work now, for so long. Now Chris will focus in. That's right. Attention. He's got a good swing man body. He can shoot the three. <laughs> and he's lived in, uh, in, in much tougher towns than us, Travis. So if uh, you want any uh, headphones, we got, got you there, Doyle, and uh, we'll get you settled in. So what's up, Doyle? It's good to see you, man. Good morning. Congratulations on the new show. Thanks, uh, brothers. Good to see you. Well, we thought, you know, we're doing a podcast full-time. We've got the network. What could we do to really fill out our day? And 15 <laughs> hours more of broadcasting seemed more like it. <laughs> Doyle, you have this very, you wrote this very interesting piece. And I'll just read the headline. Sheriff Corey Hutchinson vowed to clean up his rural Missouri County. Now he's the one facing prison. This story is extremely fascinating. Doyle, do you pay these people to, to do this? So we had we had the Dojo Pizza article that was so fascinating. You're all over the place with this, man. You do such a great job. So congrats, A, on just doing a, a fine job. But what, what's going on with this? What's your what's your deal? What's, <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. I, since coming to Missouri, like there's just so many fascinating things happening kind of all over the state that I like horrible, friends in other areas that are like they're like what? <laughs> that, that like, seriously, no one's written about it really. <laughs> and this story takes place in, in what, East Prairie, East Prairie uh, in Mississippi County, which is like where is uh, that? It's, it's way like, down there, way down there. They would probably play Kentucky. like Portageville uh, in in sports, maybe like like that far oh, out. Wow, yeah. That's rural. I think, yeah. Like maybe maybe they would cross Scott City or Scott County or something at some point. That's it's, SEC country, Chris. They do think they're down there. 
That's for sure. Kind of like the main landmark, which is actually in like the neighboring county, is like Lambert's Throat Rolls. <laughs> nice. Yeah, in Sykeston. <laughs> oh, place. wow. Oh, that is a lovely place. You would know, game. It's a food place. <laughs> well, you have this you guy. You have this guy. His, his name is uh, Corey Hutchinson. So he ran for the position of sheriff, uh, promised to clean up the streets. Hmm? And it looked like, by most accounts, he was doing just that. He was making a lot of arrests. I mean, a lot of those are still – they haven't been, like, really run through the court system yet. So there's a lot of people kind of – there's actually a lot of defense attorneys now going, hmm, right. maybe uh, we push a little bit harder on some of these uh, search warrants or some of these papers that you guys signed. Goodness. And then uh, an incident happened with his sister-in-law? Right. His sister-in-law uh, – was a hairstylist at of course Joyce's <laughs> Beauty Shop, um, <laughs> which is big business okay. down that way. All right, wait, a, guys. Doyle is a great reporter. Works hard for the Riverfront Times. He's lobbying for a, a script to send to Fargo. <laughs> like this is this is all becoming very clear now. <laughs> Next season on Fargo with head writer Doyle Murphy. <laughs> so he gets into it with uh, one of these ladies at. The hair salon, which is big business down. It is. You, there's a lot of, lot of uh, red and really harshly blonde striped dye jobs going on in towns like this. Sounds about right. Yeah. And, and then there was, a, there was an issue with money. Yeah, so uh, the sister-in-law is leaving Joyce's, and she's going to go start her own beauty salon uh, about you know a 10-minute walk away. And supposedly this all went bad. Um, and uh, there was some kind of altercation or something, something where like they weren't going to give her her last paycheck because they claimed she stole something. Um, so apparently Sheriff Hutchison goes to like settle us out, um, shows up, and according to the state police, he gets to a thing with her, handcuffs this 77-year-old woman, oh. um, really like wrenches it down tight so that like her wrist bleeds. She's got the check in her other hand. He grabs her arm, yanks the check uh, out of her arm or out of her hand, uh, and then, like, takes off. uh, According to the state police again, they say that uh, after that, she starts having, like, heart, like, chest pains. Oh, boy. Ends up having a heart attack, spends three days in the hospital. Um, Meanwhile, he files uh, a probable cause statement with the uh, local prosecutor saying that this woman. Kidnapped his his uh, sister in law, held her against her will, and assaulted her. And state police go to investigate whether this seventy seven year old woman was able to hold this twenty <laughs> some against uh, against her will. And they're like, yeah, I don't, we don't think that happened. Um, all these witnesses we say said that she was not held against her will. So that's all still. We're waiting to see what happens in court with that one. Now, this guy, uh, the sheriff, he is—he he enjoys the camera. He enjoys the bit of the spotlight. He what, likes- what is it, what is it with the with these guys? Because there's so many great people out there that you, nobody. There's a lot of people that don't want to be chasing criminals, getting no thanks for all this stuff. So there's so much respect you have for these sure. people. But then there's these guys. <laughs> well, he thought they're, he- they're like, it's 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 like the cowboy Joe West and in, in right, Major League, where right. it's just like you're an umpire. Should probably just call strikes and not try and be a star. Uh, with these guys, uh, these particular folks, sure. like, I don't get it. I guess it could happen in any profession, but 
it's strange to me whenever they fall into this and they're they're civil servants. And he's and he's a guy that's very bombastic to say the least. He uh, this is what you have in your story, and he these are the type of notices he would put on the uh, the county's Facebook page. If you sell illegal drugs in Mississippi County, you are on our list, warned the sheriff's Facebook page. Your Which, own friends and family have told on you, and it's only a matter of time until you see our lights. In fact, you're probably next. This guy like had no problem. Does that make it easier for you as a reporter? Because <laughs> like, you're like, well, I mean, it's kind of all here. Like, I, can... <laughs> I love Facebook pages. I love what people post publicly on yeah, on social media and stuff. It really, uh, it's interesting what you find when you start scrolling through, like what people just get, choose to disclose about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just marking it down. And this He's a- like Travis. I, I've got a few things to write about you. Actually. <laughs> and this guy had no problem doing that. I think one of my favorite parts in this story, and I'll just read this as quickly as possible. In February, Hutchison went. Under- I'll read, just read the whole thing. Okay. People, people don't need to click. It's people like five thousand words. Right. You'll, you'll, you'll get right through yeah, it. Don't worry. Don't go to at Doyle Murphy on Twitter and find the link and, and give Doyle the credit. Let's just read it here. He says Hutchison went undercover, barely disguised as a ball cap, to take down a marijuana seller. He personally bought weed from the dealer and then busted her supplier and two henchmen, according to a story that aired on the local CBS affiliate. Even better, the twenty-year-old, twenty-three-year-old dealer. Had grown up in the same small town as he did. So he was taking down old friends or people who were familiar with them, even going undercover. I didn't know sheriffs went undercover, but apparently he did in order to bring he down norma- his target. He normally wears a SEMO hat, like a, a you know SEMO hat. Instead, he wore a flu hat. Like this to get him. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, you must not be from around here. He wears a flat bill with the sticker on. That's like that's like 21 Jump Street. You, yes. They infiltrate the dealers to get the supplies. He's just like Chris sometimes just turns his hat backwards. Yeah. They'll think I'm young. Hey, yeah, kids. Yeah, that'll fool them. Hey, kids, I'm here to hang. Well, now, because of this incident, he's facing charges of his own, and Missouri's Attorney General Josh Harley uh, is getting involved. Yeah, this is uh, kind of one of the first, like, Big like uh, cases that Holly has um, really promoted since mm-hmm. coming into office, or at least criminal cases that he's really uh, publicized. So it'll be interesting. I mean, it's, it it kind of elevates it, or at least it brought it to uh, brought it to the attention of a lot more people. Do you think now the the residents of this town, a lot of them are on the fence in regards to the sheriff. Some are they believe his tactics have indeed gone too far, but there's. A decent amount of folks who are who are saying that these ladies think are making up, up the story. They think he was set up, uh, and they appreciate him, quote unquote, cleaning up the streets. They say drugs and crime were a real problem. He's in many ways eradicated most of that, and a lot of them are going to bat despite these corruption claims, these assault claims. Right. I mean, if you can kind of understand it, you're in like a town that uh, drugs are really like becoming like a big problem you're seeing a lot of this crime um and here you've got someone that's doing exactly what you want them to do they're making a bunch of arrests they love that it's kind of splashy they love there's kind of this like swaggering presence at least through the like the facebook page right they love seeing all the mug shots and stuff and so when this person then gets in trouble and they're saying ah your hero might actually (laughs) not be as glossy as you think right they're like, ah, I don't know. This this sounds like a setup. I mean, we're willing to believe that everyone that you arrested and, and put their mugshot out, that they're guilty. Right. But this dude needs – he's innocent until proven guilty. 
What it, has been? Oh, go ahead, Kurt. No, I, I'm just curious in a town like this. Uh, I'm from a larger town, but there's some of the same mentalities that you see from the the small towns around there. When you personally do a story like this, is there? And I personally know this because we've had many great conversations. But you've you've dealt with much worse and scarier situations. Do you have backlash because it is a focused area and they're going to take it more personal or? Or do you have people reaching out wanting to just get their side of the story out more often than not? I felt I, I found people were pretty willing to talk. I mean, I, I grew up in a town of like three thousand people. Yeah, so, you're, um, you're pretty relatable. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, you're you're scary and and very. I'm like the the least intimidating six <laughs> six guy in America. I'm pretty sure. Like, it, <laughs> what is it about these small towns that maybe a city folk may not understand? What is it about? Yeah, a place like East Prairie that makes a situation like this so volatile, so public. I mean, it's just one of those, just like familiarity. You know, it, like it's one thing to have crime in a town where it's like, you know, this is like some random thing happened, and we don't, you know, we didn't even know this person just came into our neighborhood and did something terrible. Like everybody knows everybody in a small town. Like if somebody gets arrested, like there was people that told me in the story that. Uh, yeah, we were watching to see who who was going to get arrested tonight. <laughs> right. It's kind of like uh, Johnson's kid. You know, I, I always knew he was up to no good. Whereas, like, we live in the I live in the Tower Grove area, and it's like, oh, hey, somebody shot somebody two blocks away again. It's just one of those things where you you kind of look away from it at times. But yeah, those small towns, Travis. Everybody's it's like, oh, yeah, it's just and that Billy son. Yeah, that's how it goes. So, as far as the story goes and your involvement with it, I mean, is there resolution inside would you do you have a leaning towards what you think actually happened or do you feel do you feel like you have to stay on the outside of it i don't know i mean we're still just kind of watching we had a we actually had a quick uh follow-up yesterday he's being sued um for a uh, there's a jail death in uh 2015 when he was the jail administrator okay um, wow. and uh his uh there was an inmate who came in she's 21 uh young mom had come in on just a dui she was in a fender bender and uh she ends up dying in their jail cell um overdosed that she was in there for like uh, i want to say about 12 to 14 hours oh wow and during this time there's the uh, according to the lawsuit i haven't seen the video but they described this uh video of the jailers just kind of coming in Checking on her, laughing at her, um, and meanwhile she just passes out and dies right in there. Like when they call the ambulance, it's not like they even can take her to the hospital. She's just dead. That's crazy. And he in in the story it says he ran a smear campaign against the old sheriff. So is this when you start kind of connecting all these dots? I guess it's kind of just this guy is just maybe not that great of a guy. It, so if you if you take all the points that you've made and reported on. You, you see that it's like okay, well, you have no motivation to go smear him yourself. Are you just are you connecting this? And like, eh, I don't know if I really like this guy. If, if all this stuff is connecting it, or is it possible he's just doing his job? And there's some crazy stuff that happens when you're in that line of work. I mean, it's possible you're going to rack up complaints in that kind of job. I mean, people are not going to be happy with you when you arrest them, especially if you're kind of aggressive about going out and uh, seeking them out about it. Um, but the thing that makes that made me curious about this and kind of suspicious is it's not just like one case that somebody's saying 
oh, there's a problem with this. There's, you know, it's it's him at the beauty shop. It's him supposedly uh, tracking cell phones of a judge and state troopers. It's, Jeez. you know, it's this uh, lawsuit um, where there is another uh, uh, woman who is in prison or it was in the jail there was an addict and who ends up losing her baby saying that she didn't get any medical attention there's this latest lawsuit saying they didn't give her any medical attention then she dies i mean there's just a lot of different things that aren't necessarily connected but you know it's making a bit of a rap sheet almost (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's a lot of smoke at least (laughs) how how, i mean what are the resources i guess these towns are working with i would imagine that a guy that is trying to attack the issues of this town, he has limited resources, and, and the guy he's very young and experienced. What are they? What are they working with down in East Prairie? That's a tough job. I mean, it's it's over 400 square miles that this sheriff's department is supposed to cover, and they've got like uh, say like eight deputies or something, or eight eight people total, including Jeez. the sheriff, um, to cover all this ground. There's a couple small police departments, um, but for a lot of it, it's just kind of like rural areas where it might take you 30, 40 minutes to get from one end of the county to the other. Jeez. My word. This don't, thing- end up, don't end up in one of Doyle's stories, please. Oh, I was going to say don't end up in East Prairie. I can, avoid, <laughs> I can try to avoid at least one of those. I think so. <laughs> uh, so, again, you can check out Doyle online. Twitter is probably the best way, at Doyle Murphy, right, Doyle? Sure. Yeah, check out his stories in the Riverfront Times. Anything you... Yeah, what, far, what other Fargo S stories yeah, are any, you Anything you have on? you want to you tease to the <laughs> listeners right now? On season three of the Riverfront Times. <laughs> it's crazy. It, it is wild. I mean, it, you could. We should auction off a night to have a beer with Doyle. <laughs> Let it go to charity. And it's like, Doyle, tell us the most messed up things that you've uh, seen and been a part of. And his stories your time. are absolutely fascinating because you go, wait. That's local? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, that's oh. where we live? Those poor sad sacks in New Mexico are at <laughs> like, it again. You're like, no. Oh, oh no. That's out in oh. South County? Yeah. God help us. Like, what are you working on now? I've got a couple of things kicking around. And I, I'm still not sure which way they're going to go. Um, so I'm just kind of at the beginning of a couple of stuff. But okay. I'm going to try to to stay here in St. Louis here for, for a little bit. <laughs> Yay! Oh. Yes. <laughs> Good. Yay. Yes. Doyle, I appreciate you coming in this morning, man. You're headed in to the uh, to the offices now? I am going to run in, make some calls and stuff. And you guys have new back offices out the now, don't you? No, nah, we're uh, still, uh, still, still in the loop. The loop. Okay, yep. just all right. But- How's the loop trolley looking? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or- it's, it's trolley in a little <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm a little biased because it's... I, I just remember weeks of jackhammering outside my window, <laughs> and it's like, oh no, it, it's not your phone. It's, it's, it's not your phone. It must be, it would be your, your phone, as you know, everybody's doing that. But man, stay safe down there, and don't don't let the uh, jackhammer catch your toe or anything like that, man. <laughs> Doyle Murphy from the Riverfront Times at Doyle Murphy online. Check out his stories. Support him, follow him on Twitter, and uh, thank you so much for coming in, Doyle. It's a pleasure to see you, man. Well, thanks. I'm glad to be here in the in the, the first week of the, the new show. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. We're excited. So we've got this, and uh, for all you mongrels out there, we've got the first hour up for podcast, too. So tell you what, you want to take a quick break? We'll say bye to Doyle and uh, get back to it. What do you say, Giamatti? We can do that, right? The show, St. Louis Live. We're here at 920 AM WGNU. Listen online, weareliveradio.com. Quick break. We'll be right back.